crew members, what it be? Hell. Hi. Why you? Why are y'all so fucking excited every time we do this? Like, chill out. Just say hi. Because we enjoy what we do. Well, I mean, I have been, I've been doing the same thing for what twenty months now or some shit. Like, I'm I'm not gonna stop now. Just round up and say two years. I we're not well. We're not at two years yet. Right. I used I'm to. I used. I used to have my different intro. I used to have the, what it do, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah, god. Yeah. Yeah. Andy switched it up. Yeah. But, bros, we're gonna get a little evil today, bro. A little Please. evil today. We do, you know, we do all these heroes and villains episodes. I believe. Did we have a episode based around heroes, or did we not? Well, we'll have no, to go back actually, and look. Because if well, not, then, that's hey, coming. Absolutely, yeah, I don't think we have. I like Boy, it. howdy! Because today is all about the villain. Who the baddies? They, they don't get the, the baddies. They don't get enough the credit. I don't think. You know, I, you know, they don't get enough love. So we're gonna show them some love. We have our top five, uh, each of our individual top five best villains. A little bit about them, some of our favorite moments with them, and then we're gonna go with some of you know what we found on the internet as what seems to be the overall, you know, ranks from some places for what they think should be the top villains of all time. But we're gonna start with ours. Without further ado, we're gonna let Anthony start this thing off because he has been foaming at the mouth for this, just yeah, ready like, to go. When I when Jumping I found when I found out about the notes for this thing, I literally had my villains done in like a day. So I was like, I was like, I'm pretty sure I know who I'm gonna do, and I'm also pretty sure I've been waiting for something like this. Uh, so I'm gonna kick it off. This is my number five. Um, it's going to be Joseph Seed from from uh, Far Cry Five. Ooh, that's yeah, a good one. It is a, a good one. one. Right? That's a good one. I didn't <laughs> so think I'm gonna that. give you a little bit of his background. Um, again, most of the stuff that I found for all of my characters uh, is referenced through fandom. You know what I mean? Oh, they got um, great stuff. Exactly. They have great uh, great people that um, post these articles and, and post up information and stuff like that. So if you have any other information you want to look up about the characters that we go through, Fandom is always a, a fantastic uh, website to use. Um, so here we are. Uh, Joseph Seed, also known as The Father, is a ruthless megalomaniac who is the founder and leader of the Hope County-based extremist religious terrorist cult organization Project at Eden's Gate. Alongside his brothers and adoptive sister, who he dubs the Heralds, Jacob John and Faith Seed. As a young man, Joseph squatted in an old packing plant in his hometown as he searched uh, for his brothers working as a bellhop in the meantime. During this time, he would also become deeply interested in religion in an attempt to understand the voice. Later, he would move to Atlanta in search for John and found work as a garbage collector. In many of his jobs, he was fired for talking about the voice. Later on, he took the position as a caretaker in a, psychi a psychiatric hospital. Uh, one night, as he went to the hospital for the late shift, he was mugged by three men, and it was then the voice contacted him for the final time. Uh, the voice gave him a vision of the apocalypse uh, and the punishment that would be inflicted upon the world. Um, so that's a little bit of his background. Um, Hell yeah. I'd have to say, and I don't have this written down uh, because at the time I didn't really think about my favorite uh, interaction with him. But believe it or not, my favorite interaction with him is when you go there with the sheriff and the deputy. I was just in the very in the very beginning. The very in the very so yeah. It's like your first introduction to him. It's your first introduction to him. Yeah, and absolutely, when he starts to talk, um, you're like. You're drawn into when he starts speaking, yeah. and you're like, oh, yeah. my God. Not only uh, did Ubisoft do an amazing job with the graphics of this game, 
but yeah. the voice actors um and and the 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 writing like you, you you could the writing and you can you can tell this dude was a psychopath the second he started talking and it was like yep oh my god this is going to be a great game if this is the main baddie because what the fuck and on top of that I, like i said that my honorable mentions just for far uh, for far cry 5 were, were the family the seed family period oh my god they were all fucking sadistic in their own way yeah, and the way yeah. that you had to play through uh, their missions when you were trying to take them down or whatever—it's just the the Joseph Seed was crazy, and the Seed family themselves is just like mental. So that—that's my number five. Yeah, that's that's good, and you got and that's you, a great number five. Like real world comparison, like you got real like jim jones vibes from this so dude. He, so here's the like, thing he, like he could just gather waco, people with his that waco he, type feel yeah. yeah so i'll be honest with you out of my top five three out of my top five are people you could potentially see in real like in a real world well, that's not terrifying but the thing is is that's why i picked them they they seem more realistic right yeah you, for me anyway when you when you get in touch with villains like that um there's that feel of oh my god this is this could be real this could actually this shit has happened or can happen I, on the outside I was about to say like it does and, and, and that's then, the thing and then like outside of Montana you know what I mean just it, such a vast state that has like almost nobody there like you could easily exactly. see this happening there exactly and the thing is it gives you it gives you it bring it draws you in more to the game especially when you have villains that are almost real real world style villains it's just crazy yeah dude so, that's like yeah like, that's a good one. Yeah, dude, with yours, I'm like that. I, like I said, I feel like Waco, like Ruby Ridge, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. whole type of feel. Dude, you know, crazy that whole situation, stuff. dude. Crazy it's nuts. Stuff. Um, all right, let me go ahead and kick my my number five. My number five is um the father from Fallout 4. Ooh, that's a good okay. one. I didn't, I didn't really okay. think of that. Wait, I that's, didn't really that's, think that's, of that. That's, that's two smart. of the fathers back to back. Yeah. Oh, I, damn, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh, you know, damn right well those two could hang out. <laughs> Bet. Yeah, well, 100%. It's funny, I wouldn't, I don't see it like that, though. Like, all right, so <clears throat> just to break it down, the father was the sole survivor of the, um, and the leader of a group called the Institute in uh, Fallout 4. The, I mean, the game is based way in the future in 2287. And um, as with most Fallout games, you have a choice of either joining a side or fighting against a side. And you did have a choice to go ahead and actually be with him. And one of the biggest proponents of having you do that is, give me spoiler for a game that's probably like eight years old or something. He's your son. Dude, you know what I, mean? I remember when that shit happened. I was fucking <laughs> floored. I was like, oh my God. It's like, what is this? And that was the first game to my recollection in the Fallout franchise where you had, it was more than just two like potential endings. I think there was four because I did all of them. Yeah, I think you're right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, like that, that was wild. But yeah, continue, please. Yes, yeah, so um, with, I mean, with knowing that, all right, so I'm just gonna call him Sean because that's that is his given name. Everybody, everybody in this dude calls him father, but his actual name is Sean. So when it comes down to <clears throat> quote unquote abilities, I mean, it, within a Fallout game, you kind of always see this coming. But uh, I mean, he has a genius level intellect, insane oral skills, charisma, manipulation, weapons, and synths at his disposal. Don't forget about the synths. You know what yep. I mean, dude? They, they were everywhere. <laughs> technological resources, a vast knowledge of different scientific fields, and then control over the Institute and the Commonwealth. So, uh, look, man, he was... 
Like I said, you had a choice to be with him or against him. I never chose to play, you know what I mean, to actually join his side. You said you played multiple times, Andy, so correct. do you, do, do you remember how that ending worked? I mean, when you uh, – Rick? Un- unfortunately, no. It was so Boston. long ago. It was so long ago. Yeah, there's, the there's again, like you said, spoiler alert, um, I don't remember which one's which, and maybe this is that one, but there was an ending where you power up Liberty Prime uh again and i don't remember if that's what destroys everything i don't quite remember if that was that one hmm. but i know there was an ending with liberty prime i know i but like i said i don't know if it was that one but now one of the reasons why i picked fallout 4 is because um you mean you mean it's from like you mean bethesda proper number one you mean because in, mm-hmm. in between three and four there was new vegas which was a great game you mean i i was debating on putting caesar in here or not but i didn't mm-hmm. but um but you mean like Fallout 4 was one of the first you mean Fallout games from Bethesda proper that I actually followed the entire way to launch. Mm. You know what I mean? Because you mean you mean there were big speculations about where the game was going to be based in because they knew it was going to be on the East Coast. It's all depending on where. We had thought people, Philly for a while. Yeah, I remember we were talking yeah. about that. Yeah, because yo Philadelphia would have been a great location. Still can be Bethesda. Just saying. Yeah. But uh. <laughs> and then we're like, God, Boston wins everything. I know. Yeah, but at this, at, like I mean. Yo, running with Piper and Valentine, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yep. the game was just phenomenal. And then, and then going great. ahead and, and like, like, like Anthony said, yo, when you actually find out that he's your son, oh, you're Lord. like, you're like, oh fuck! Like Lord. that's a twist nobody saw coming. Yeah, it was actually fantastic. Not, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, especially since he's so like good. 40, 40, 50 years older than you, mean, than your current state. Yeah, you know, because I mean? I mean, dude, because you know, he's been out there for sixty years or seventy so years. So good. So, yeah, but um, I don't have him on any particular list that I saw for uh, you mean for villains, but um, yeah, Father is my number five from Fallout Four. Hell yeah, that is a good pick. Sweet, man. that is nice. a good Solid one. Pick. That is a good one. What now, about you, Andy? I uh, my number five, I'm gonna have a little shameless plug in here because I'm not gonna give all too much information, but my number five is Sigma from the Mega Man franchise. Now, I'm not going to give too much info because we actually did Heroes and Villains and we did Mega Man. So there's a bunch of information on Sigma. So I'll just go, I'll just be very, very brief. Uh, Sigma was once the noble leader of the Maverick Hunters uh, who eventually fell into insanity, turned Maverick himself, becoming the leader of an all-haywire reploids group and waging war on humanity. He's just one of those villains that doesn't die. You see him once, you see him ten times, and um, but that whole that ba- uh, the battle at the end of Mega Man X, which is really when I love the Mega Man games, but when they started the the X franchise is really when it took off and when it took off for me. And I actually credit a lot of those games to why I have in certain games, like the quick abilities that I have with my fingers to do things quick is because of those Mega Man X games, because you had to do so much at once. You had to worry about, you know, dodging things and jumping while you're shooting, while you're like, so I credit a lot to that. But the first battle that you have with Sigma, because it's the first time you ever actually see him, is, uh, it's terrifying. Because you're fighting all of these normal looking, well not normal looking, but you're fighting all these robots and then you see this dude who, they call it a beam sword, that's fine, it's a lightsaber. The dude's got a fucking lightsaber as soon as you see him and I don't know anybody. Copyright issues. (laughs) I don't know anybody that 
beat him the first time in like one shot. So you do get to see just how powerful this dude is because from the jump, he just dashes at you with this beam sword and I'm pretty sure one hit almost takes half your health away. It's ridiculous. And in true, I'm not necessarily going to just say true, you know, Nintendo form, but in true like early or, you know, mid 90s form, just, you know, when you fight him and you beat him the first time, of course, there's a second phase that you face him in afterwards because, you know, the first one wasn't hard enough. And the second phase is really when you get to see his true power and just what your fucking fingers are made of because he turns into this big ass robot with two hands. He's got two hands that shoot lightning. He's got a mouth that shoots fire and you can only hit a specific part of his head to be able to take health down. So you have to like ride his hands up, dodge the lightning, shoot his head, watch all this other shit. It makes you do a whole bunch of stuff at once, but he, um, there is a lot more information on his backstory, but I would love it if you guys would just dive back into our huge Rolodex of episodes that we have here. Uh, you know, I forget which one it is. I think it was Heroes and Villains 2? It might have been 2. I believe it may have been 2. And we, we go deep. We go deep on that. And there's a lot of information on Sigma there. But that's my number 5. So, fun fact. If you've actually ever played uh, any of the new Marvel versus Capcom... Like, if you played Marvel versus Capcom Infinite... Yep. He's there. Uh, the, the, yeah, the, so the main bad guy is Ultron. Uh, and actually, Ultron and Sigma fused to become Ultra Sigma. Uh, Ultron, Ultron Sigma. Sigma. Yep. yep. Oh yeah, I remember seeing those toys. We we yep. talked. We actually t- we talked about that in the Heroes and Villains episode. Oh, okay. So yeah, I wasn't part of that. Remember, I was yeah. Totally... Anyway, yeah, and here you go. Hold on a second, real quick. That yeah. Heroes and Villains episode. It is. Uh, it is episode seven of season two. Okay. Uh, if you want to look for it, it came out February seventeenth, twenty twenty. There okay. you go. Perfect. Beautiful. Awesome. Oh, but, oh, we're back. We're along. Uh, oh, we're oh, back. We back. We back. At number me. four. This is my number four. Uh, it is going to be uh, Lucian Fairfax from Fable Two. Ooh, some bitch. I knew. I knew one of That's you guys was good. going to have a Fable one in here somewhere. Like I said, I I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty stoked about my choices for my top five because this uh, whole Fable trilogy is like something Wes don't know, but he needs to know. Right. Uh, so I didn't get too in depth. Uh, with uh, Lucin, and I don't really have a favorite with him, um, except for like the final battle. But anyway, according to the books found in Fable 2, Lucian was a member of the wealthy and much-beloved Fairfax family, but with a long history of mental instability. Lucian's grandmother, uh, Lady Ingrid Fairfax, was supposedly insane and kept in the attic by her family. Uh, the Fairfax family denied this, of course, saying she died giving birth to Lucian's father. Uh, Lucian w- witnessed the death of his sister Ellie at a very young age and left him with a sense of powerlessness. Um, and that's pretty much all I got into is for his backstory. It, yeah, there wasn't actually a lot of information uh, on on the website for him, so that's kind of what I pulled that I thought was um, you know important for his backstory to to know a little bit about the way he is if you've played the game. Um, like I said, I didn't really have too much of a favor with him. Uh, it, I, the reason I chose him is because Fable Two is legit one of my favorite games I think I've ever played, um, and. It's one of the games I don't think we talk much about. We don't. Well, it's they're so. It's they been are so older long. games, and it's been so long. And it's just kind of just like a reminder, I guess, to some of the people that if they haven't played it and you have Xbox, then I'm pretty sure that they're on the the what is it, Wes? Game, game Pass. Pass. The Game Pass. And I'm pretty they sure all three are. of them are there. All three. So check them out. Play those three. Play them in order because they're absolutely amazing. 
Yeah. And with the, and and with the you know, with the league and with the information that there's a, another Fable game coming, now's as great a time as any to get familiar if you're not already. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that that's my number four. That was kind of short, a uh, little little uh, you know. It's five. That's a good one. Underwhelming, but that you know, I got some other bangers coming on the way. So uh, go ahead, Wes. What do you got? Go. So my number four is T zero zero. Also known as the Tyrant. Also known as Mr. X. Oh, what a... Wow. I think Andy's more excited about what he's hearing than... I know, wow. right? <laughs> That's so like good. Also, I feel like he's also thinking about his list like, wow, these guys did really good. Why didn't I put that there? <laughs> these no, guys no, no. did really good Dude, with there's gonna be so There's going to be 15 that, that could be on this list. More okay. than that. 30, 40. So to break down uh, Mr. X a little bit, he actually is considered a secondary antagonist in the game, but he's the primary for Leon. And because, as everybody knows, if they did watch my Freaky Fridays playing the Resident Evil 2 remake, I did run as Leon. It was so good. Uh, That was was one of my favorite things to ever watch, was you you, you doing that. That's why I wish you moved on to the next one. Yeah, I know. But, um, yeah, when it comes down to uh, Mr. X... um, like, his big thing is the fact that, I mean, dude, he is super strong. He's basically impervious, you know what I mean? I, I mean, at least in his um, in his uh, cloak stage, you know what I mean, when, he, when he's wearing the black trench coat. Yeah. Uh, when he gets into that mutated stage, you I mean, you have a little bit of a better chance of taking him out. Um, yeah, dude, honestly, the, okay, so we talked about when you first, uh, your best battle your first time. Or so, the very first time I saw him was one of the biggest things that scared the fuck out of me. Because we're playing... <laughs> And once again, this was on stream. So I'm playing, and I'm about to try to figure out how to get past this helicopter that is in my way. And then I see it move, and I'm like, what happened? And then it gets lifted, and I'm like, who the fuck is that? Because <laughs> Andy is sitting there going, ooh, here it comes. Here it comes. Like Andy's feeling like giddy like a schoolgirl for this shit. So the first thing I do is I run, and then I shoot him, and I shoot, a, shoot his hat off his head. Apparently you get an accomplishment for that. I didn't know that achievement. But uh, <laughs> you had the correct response. You looked right at him, went, "What the fuck is that?" Nope, and turned around, which I feel is like a real world response to a situation like that. You see something that big, you're just like, "Nope, other way." Now it's funny because that's not actually the first time you technically see him. The first time you see yeah. him is when he yep. crushes the head of the reporter in the prison, you know, down in the basement. You so, don't actually see. No, him, you don't see him. But what you see is his hands come through mm-hmm. and then rip the dude's head off. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, that shit was wild. And then uh, the final battle, which I actually have on my Twitch set up as one of my favorites so that people can go ahead and watch again. That so final epic. battle was so good, dude. It was so epic. All right, so I, I threw it in here in my notes somewhere. Uh, yeah, Magnum Pistol and Rocket Launchers are fantastic in that battle. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's so, like, you have to be so perfect. And everything you do there, because you don't have a lot of room to move. Yeah, you have next and, to no room. And there are, and I told you this after, and you were like, oh shit. Is that, like, there's an attack that if you don't, like, shoot him right beforehand, you will die immediately. It's a one-hit kill. And then you gotta start the whole thing over again. But, um, you killed that, bro. You killed that, and it was epic. Yeah, um, yeah, so, uh, Mr. X is my number two. Um, I, You're number four? I, my number, Jesus Christ, yeah, my number four. Um, but look, I know he has to be on a list somewhere. I mean, he'll probably be on the games radar list that we're going to go through later on. 
Maybe. But as of right now, I didn't find him on any particular list. But yeah, the tyrant, T O O, Mr. X. Mr. X. And boy, does he make that whole entire game. See, that was like, the fucking, so much that more was the anxiety filled about because. It. The most yeah, twisted part about it is the fact that you hear him everywhere. Mm hmm. Everywhere. You always hear him. Yeah, and, and then, I, uh, yep. dude, you're, dude, you're, you're, you're always circling around trying to find it. Cause there was that one spot in the, um, you know, where like all the computer stuff was. You know, what I mean? I mean, when I was in like the sub basement, to yeah, where, like I dipped and dodged him, and then because I, I was playing as Ada, I think at that point. Yeah, yeah, yep. And then I had to turn a fan off in order to be able to run through it. Oh man, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was so much, dude. Yo, that game was, game was great. It was so much fun. Yeah. So, so oh, what's your number four? M- my number four. And man, it's tough for me to have this man so low because he could be higher. But my number four is Vas. Vas Montenegro. <laughs> I knew one of us was going to say that. I just didn't know at which point if if you were going to get to it before me or what. But Fuck. maybe you'll have information that I don't. But um, we'll Vas Montenegro, the antagonist and overall sadistic, evil, bad motherfucker. From Far Cry, uh, Far Cry, from Far Cry Three, uh, played by Michael Mando. So a little bit about Voss. He was born in 1985 on the Rook Islands, and nope. from a young age, he's got he was, everything was, I've got. Yeah, 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 dog. <laughs> he's a member. He's a member of the native Rakyat tribe. He's particularly close to his sister Citra, who mentions that his first kill was for her. And sometime before 2012, he became addicted to drugs brought to the islands by deranged slave and drug trafficker Hoyt Volker. Voss was eventually established contact with Volker, who found potential in him and promoted him to his right-hand man. He, uh, Voss then went on to become leader of the Pirates, a faction consisting of pirates that came to the Rook Islands to rape, pillage, steal, and murder. Now, you play the game as Jason. I think his last name is Brody. Is it Brody? Jason Brody. And Jason Brody. And he had his brother, Grant Brody. D- yeah, so you, uh, you play as Jason. If that ain't a hoity-toity fucking name. Yeah, right. Mm. Um, so during, uh, your, you're, you're in your friend's trip in Bangkok, you hear about an island where you can do anything from Doug, the nightclub DJ, who's also a spotter for Voss, which is fucked up, but like, this is how it works in the real world. Like when, when yep. people get addicted and, and sold into trafficking and stuff like that, like just watch the movie Taken. That's what the whole movie is. <laughs> like you get, you get spotters that pick these people up at the airport and, and there you go. Yeah. Except but, they uh, expect a father to have fucking... government and Um, weapons to fucking destroy them yeah but anyway anyway so you you get this information and you decide (laughs) to do a blind skydive over the rook islands after landing you're soon captured by by Voss and his pirates while jason and his older brother grant are tied up Voss explains how he's going to ransom them for large amounts of money from their parents and it's revealed later that even after receiving the ransom money Voss would sell them all as slaves for increased profit now He's a sick motherfucker. My favorite moment of his, and this just shows you how sick he is and how, you know, Fucking how much of an effect it probably is. How much of an effect he has on this game is that he's only the main antagonist for the first half of the game. It doesn't mm-hmm. even go all the way through because his sister oh, shit. Okay. ends up being, you know, in the second half. So like Correct. but my favorite moment of his was where <sighs> I'm waiting for it. I know Anthony's going to curse here possibly. Hopefully not. You get captured at the at, at one point, and you're sitting on top of this giant ass cliff, and your hands are tied up, and your feet are attached to a cinder block. And Voss is giving this speech, where he's is is this your is this yours, Anthony? 
I'm just going to keep listening. Go ahead. Okay. It's it's where <laughs> Voss is talking to you, and it's where you get a, a real sense of how crazy this guy is because he's got this like inner monologue going on, but he's telling you about what the definition of insanity is. You're sitting up on top of this cliff, and he's talking about how you know the definition of insanity is doing things over and over and over and expecting a different result. And he's like, you know, and he says something at one point in this inner monologue where he's just like, yeah, some, you know, someone, someone told me this and I didn't understand it. So boom, shot him in the head. And I was like, oh my God, like this dude is nuts. This dude is nuts. And then at the very end of this speech, because he had tried so many different ways, you know, to kill you or whatever, at the very end, he says it again. He said, by the way, did I tell you what the definition of insanity is? And then he just pushes you off this cliff with your feet attached to this damn cinder block and your hands bound up and you go into this water and the whole time you're going down you're just screaming, fuck you. Like, <laughs> but it's crazy because the first thing he did was tell you his definition of insanity and then he goes on this long rant that just shows you just how psychotic this dude is. And then at the very end, it's like he forgets. It's like, oh, did I tell you the definition of insanity? And then just pushes you off this fucking thing. I'm glad it I is by far favorites. It is by far my favorite moment of his in there. Yeah, I had the, I have that down. That entire the in, the entire thing you just did for Vas Montenegro is exactly what I have. I have a different favorite that I have under it that well, has two stars next to it, just in case. And boy, well, just in case is coming. Well, up. well, we'll wait till we get we'll wait till we get to where he is for you. <laughs> um, I will talk about now. He uh, was actually not uh, Michael Mando, the guy that played him, was nominated for a New York Video Game Critics Circle Award for Best Overall <laughs> Acting. Uh, he was nominated for Outstanding Character Performance in the 16th Annual Dice Awards and also nominated for Lead Performance in a Drama at the National Academy of Video Game Trade Reviewers Awards. Nice. And also won. He won Best New Character at the 4th Canadian Video Game Awards. That's so, shit. That's, that's and, awesome. and, and like I said, for someone who wasn't even there for the whole game. Like, he wasn't yeah. the main person you were going after. It was just the first half. So that shows you the lasting effect that he had and how much people, like, the way they made him and the, char- the character design and the the voice actor they chose and the writing, like, made you hate him immediately. And that's what you want. But that's my number four, Vas Montenegro. All right, Ant, wow. number three. My number three is Handsome Jack. <laughs> this is where Wes goes, Fuck! Well, no, no so no, I actually texted Wes. I texted Wes. I'm going to keep it short and sweet, though. Wes is definitely going to have more information on it than I do. So I'm not even going to get into my favorite either, just because I'd like Wes to be able to take this one and run with it big time. Um, wait, wait. Wes likes Borderlands? No, no, I hate it. Not at all. Hate it. But anyway, little background information. Uh, this is just something I pulled really quick. Um, Jack's father died when he was young, and his mother left him in the care of her mother, uh, Jack's grandmother. Uh, who was physically abusive towards her grandson. The emotional trauma from these events was strong enough that as an adult, Jack and his grandmother, uh, Jack had his grandmother murdered and no doubt contributed towards his mental decline. Um, I'd have to say, I'll just read really quick what my favorite thing was. Um, Yeah, go ahead. It was, it was basically, this is not my favorite, but this is just one of the, one of the things that I really remembered about him. I wonder if Um, that's what I would say. It's literally having his daughter locked up the entire time. Yeah, like you love your Angel. daughter, but you have you have Angel locked up as a fucking uh, uh, a conduit, it's like an, it's like an yeah. energy source. Yeah, yeah, conduit, pretty yeah. much like your own fucking energy source, and you you pretty much her demise is is death because you basically you know did what you did. She dies, and then you take the other siren. 
Yeah, th- th- think about this. <laughs> think about this. And again, we'll let Wes touch on this more later. But when you come across a lot of these crazy villains in, in movies and in games and stuff like that, the one area where they start to look a little human is when it comes to like to their family and stuff like that, their kids. That is not the case here. Yeah, normally, no, you, would, exactly. normally you would see that. That yeah, was that, this no. this like That's turns thing, like, that okay, so, completely around. So what you normally see with a villain that makes a villain makes you love a villain so much is the fact that you can you can understand why they're doing what they're doing. Like so, like Killmonger, Thanos. Killmonger, Thanos, and even Vulture. You know, what I mean, just just talking MCU. Like you can understand why they're doing what they're doing. You might right. not agree with it, but you can go okay. I can I wrap my head around it. why they're doing this. I get it. With Jack, they're there is not, there is nothing. No. There, you, but at the same time, he is still, at least to me, one of the greatest villains of all time. Mm-hmm. But uh, all right, so my number three is actually from I believe the very first game that I started streaming, if my memory serves correct, at least, and it is from Star Wars Jedi: The Fallen Order, and it is <gasps> the second sister. Oh, you bitch! <laughs> <laughs> That's another good one. There's so many games. Fuck. Go yeah. ahead. Shit. So, Another game uh, that Anthony, you really need to play. So Anthony, th- Anthony, this one is amazing, dude. Uh, this game Anthony is so has, much fun. Anthony has played it. I have your copy still, Andy. Oh, did you or finish no, it? Or? I, he, no, I didn't. He played like it. eight minutes in Jordan. <laughs> no, I played more than that. Yeah, because then all the, after that, you were like, hey, wait, can you get Chell out there? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then that's all we did. That's all we fucking yeah. did. All right, so uh, the second sister is formerly known as Trilla Siduri. Um, and she is what is called a force a force sensitive human, and um, she becomes uh, an inquisitor for the uh, for the Galactic Empire. Now, what they did at one point was like the Sith. They I mean they would find these um, these young Padawans, and they would force them to the dark side to go ahead and work for them. And that's essentially what they did with the second sister. She went through an insane amount of torture, and just and, and just internal just absolute insanity to go ahead and actually just become this this force for evil and every single thing she did was to go ahead and just get the these just get the the praise and accolades from emperor palpatine who is obviously the, i mean the sith lord darth sidious yeah yeah um so uh she is the she was a jedi um a jedi knight who um she i mean she'd be trained by uh by seer uh, Sierra Junda, who is um, mm-hmm. I mean, who is who is somebody that you go ahead and work with in the game, and um, all this happens in the aftermath of the Clone Wars. I mean, this is after um, I think it was like Order sixty six, I believe is what it was called. Yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, I mean, I mean, to eliminate kill, the Jedi, eliminate the Jedi, kill all the younglings. Like so, in the last in the last of the of the um, second trilogy, you know, what I mean, so Episode three. Such a weird way to explain this shit, but um, yeah, <laughs> it's how but, they did it. It's what we got yeah, to work with. But at the end of the second, at the end of episode three, you know, what I mean, they were um, Anakin went in and killed all the younglings because mm-hmm. you, you mean because you mean that way the Jedi Order cannot continue, and if you kill the Jedi Order, then you mean once the rest of the Jedi's die, then there is no more to go up against the you know, I mean the dark forces, mm-hmm. and you I mean that's essentially what they were trying to work with here. So my favorite when it comes down to her is that final battle. I mean, you face her three times. You face second sister three times in the game, but my you just, favorite... you just need, to, you need to keep part of that final battle secret. Mm. Yes. You know what part I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 No. Nah, so <laughs> when, so when you fight against her, like, dude, it is like, 
you like you truly feel like a Jedi. You honestly feel like a Jedi. Like this is one of those games that um like you like you have to parry at the perfect time and you have to have the right patience to go ahead and actually like hit these right moves and do the right thing because if you try to use the wrong force move on her, it's gonna do nothing and she's gonna break through it. So mm-hmm. so you you really need to focus in that because I died probably like what, like six times, seven times? In that one stream, yeah, she she's tough because she's one of those. It's one of those battles where once you make one wrong move, it's so tough to recover. Yes, because then you start getting in defense mode and have to like try to figure out a way to block her chain of attacks and stuff. It's tough. Yeah. So and like I said, I mean that was one of those. I, I'm almost guaranteed that was the first game I actually started streaming. You know I mean back when, back when I was back before I even had a capture card. You know what I mean? You, you, yeah. you, you mean that was just straight off the Xbox going just doing the straight switch. So. The, the wife and I watched that for multiple hours, and it was so much fun. <laughs> it was like, you know, and I mean, you know, I hold that game in very high regard. Like, it is, it is a fantastic story that is really in depth. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that like th- there is DLC out for it already, right? Or is that, or at least that's coming soon. I'm not sure. Uh, we'll look. Fall in order. Yeah, we gotta look that up. But um, yeah, man, Second Sister is easily my number three. I like what you got, it. Scoop? I like it. So my number three comes straight out of my second favorite game franchise of all time, and that's Resident Evil and Albert Wesker. Nice, Albert Wesker. Good I've, I've, yeah, I've, yeah. Woo, you're right. <laughs> Ooh, boy. Really Ooh, baby. I, <laughs> me. I told you, it's sympathy pain. <clears throat> ah, gotcha. Um, yeah, we. I got his history with this guy. So Albert Wesker, who was initially introduced as a supporting character in the first game, has been one of the primary antagonists throughout the series, where he usually manipulates story events behind the scenes, power-hungry, knowledgeable, sadistic, and infinitely cunning. He was a man who sought to replace mankind through a mass extinction and forced evolution because he believed humanity to be an evolutionary dead end. Um, so when who you get doesn't? introduced... Right? When you get introduced to him, he... Um, he's undercover as a star as a member of stars and then you go on to find out that he's actually with umbrella who we again this is another one where you can look back to heroes and villains because we did resident evil right and we did we had albert wesker yes yeah we did okay you you did him right or no i forget which one of us did him um yeah no west did wesker no wesker wasn't mine i think wesker was yours dude Mine? No, he did, no. I think he, he did. Chris, I might have done Wesker. Yeah, you did. Actually, I did. But um, Fuck. okay, yeah. So real quick, that was episode forty-two of season two, and that one uh, debuted October twelfth of twenty twenty. Yeah. So ch- check that out. Again, we go way more in depth than I just went. But it's um, an hour long episode. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Uh, put it this way: if you if you, I'm just gonna try to remember some of it. But if you go back to that episode, you will hear about like how many um like just how many different areas he's prolific in and it is a ridiculous a ridiculous list he's got like he's super powerful and and it's a freaking scientist and uh, I, I wish i could remember all of the you know all of the things that they said about him but anyway let's just get right into my favorite moment have either of you played resident evil 5 I don't think so, actually. Resident mm. Evil Five. Uh, it's when you. I think that's the one where you play as Chris and Shiva, but I'm. I'm not sure. But anyway, it's it's not even a it's not even a situation that you play through. You you see this. Um. um it's like a flashback that Chris is having of his of a run in with Wesker, and 
you can't tell if this is Albert Wesker or if this is Neo from the Matrix. It is unreal. Every bullet they shoot at this dude, he just morphs and moves out of the way. I have seen beats, that before, yeah. Beats the shit out of them without even trying. Just literally lifting up one hand, throwing people around, doing nothing. And then they start shooting again. He like jumps in the air and spins around just like that scene in the Matrix where he's dodging bullets. And it is just like... That's one of the moments where you really see like, okay, this dude is really about that shit. Because... When you get introduced him into the first Resident Evil, you don't fight him. You just understand, you know, what he's doing. The second and third, you know, there's nothing there. So it's it's really the first time that you get to see, you know, what, what this dude's made of. And he doesn't disappoint. Let's just put it that way. He does not disappoint. But, um, yeah, that's my... Did I have anything else on this guy? I don't think I did. I don't think I did. All right, then I'm um, taking over. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm two. sorry. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. No, I'm sorry. No, I forgot. He has, <laughs> I don't know how I could, yeah, I don't know how I could do this. His, uh, because there's a, there's some accolades that come around with this guy. Uh, in 2006, IGN had him ranked as the number three most memorable villain of all time. Oh, I can um, get behind that. In, two, in, in 2008, GamePro ranked him as the 40th most diabolical villain of all time. And then IGN again in 2010 uh, ranked him as the 14th best overall video game villain. And, you know, numbers like 40 and 14 don't sound all that crazy until you realize just how many games and just how many villains are out there. True. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's my number three, Albert Wesker. All right, here's my number two, and I'm really excited. Uh, it's actually General Shepard from Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Nice. Andy looks confused. I'll get into it. You'll hear about the favorite. Wait, what so, did you say? General Shepard, Call of Duty. Modern Warfare 2. Okay, like my brain got messed up for a second, and I heard Shepard, and I thought Commander. I thought Commander Shepard, and I'm like, no, I'm like, wait, I'm like, I was no. like, I'm the hero, motherfucker. What you doing? Yeah, so actually, General <laughs> Shepard is actually the secondary uh, antagonist in this game. He's not the primary, um, but definitely one of my favorites because he's fucking sick. Anyway, uh, Lieutenant General Herschel von Shepard III, also known as General Shepard. Uh, was a corrupt U.S. Army officer in charge of the Task Force 141 and the founding leader of the Shadow Company, who, after losing 30,000 of, of his Marines to Vladimir Makarov, who is actually the primary antagonist in the game, uh, secretly uh, sought to restore the country's reputation as the world's greatest military force and become recognized as a war hero, while betraying and killing anybody who stood in his way. Now, I think we have all played this game. Uh, the three of us, yep. I'll say. I can't speak for yep. the audience, but the three of us have all played this game. Yep. Uh, on top of that, I know that this is my favorite part, but I'm pretty sure we're all going to remember it. Uh, it's the end of the game. You see... Not the end of the game. Well, yeah, the end of the game, you see General Shepard walk off of the helicopter. As he's walking off the helicopter, he um, basically uh, starts attacking uh, Soap McTavish. And he reveals to Soap McTavish... Uh, the events uh, in the past before attempting to execute him. Uh, Price, do you remember Price? Think so. Vaguely, the guy with the mustache who talks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Uh, Price jumps in and actually uh, kind of saved Soap. Um, leading up to that, uh, Soap was actually stabbed directly through the chest with this fucking like massive knife. Um, I think I remember Shepherd, this now. Shepard was like on top of Price, pummeling him, beating him, and basically the objective of the game was to kill General Price at the end. Uh, 
in doing so, you are Soap McTavish on the ground, bleeding out. You pull the knife directly out of your chest. As you do so, you have to aim, basically you're aiming down the sights with what would be the knife, and you fucking just chuck it, fucking Rambo style, at General Shepard's head. Uh, thus landing in his left eye, <laughs> killing him. Yeah, Dude. I remember that. I remember that so good. So good. So good. One of my favorite fucking endings to a game. I got Super you. sad that it happened to Soap, but uh, he didn't die. So but that's my number two. <laughs> General Shepard. Nice. Again, good pick. Uh, another, another style of real, real. I can't say the word real or anything with R's today. Real world. Another, yeah, thank you. Appreciate gotcha, that. <laughs> Wesley? Wesley. Uh, so my number two comes from uh, a series of games that are going to be actually getting revamped and re and remastered and coming out very soon. Uh, it is the main antagonist for actually both um, both the, even the last two games, Mass Effect 2 and 3. Ooh, I know it. And it is the Harbinger slash the Collector General. So, um, <laughs> so you mean... I mean, those two as a collective, I mean, they're, they're basically part of a group of a race called the Reapers. And what they do is that they they collect people to go ahead and try to build this this human, this human um, Reaper hybrid. You know, what I mean, I mean, I mean this, this, this big uh, automaton to go ahead and like basically just destroy everything. Um, the original thing that was going to happen was that the Harbinger's involvement first began two months after the battle at the Citadel when 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 uh when you have to deal with the shadow broker to gain and what he does is that he tries to gain possession of commander shepherd's body after the normandy gets blown up mm -hmm. so while controlling the collector general which which is what the harbinger does basically the entire game until the absolute end um the harbinger is capable of assuming direct control of any individual collectors so when you're so anytime you're going through the game and you see i mean you see um one of the collectors like kind of lift up and then just basically start glowing like this kind of red and yellow and then i mean i mean you, you saw on their health meter you I mean they had like two extra things pop up you know what i mean for like shield and all that other type of stuff i mean that's how you knew that you were dealing with the with the collector or i'm sorry the collector general or the harbinger now I say that because they're not the same guy. The Harbinger is controlling the Collector General, but the Collector General is the one that has the real ability to go ahead and actually take control of of all of these other um, collectors. So while I don't have a actual fight, you know what I mean, that I can go ahead and think of that um you mean that would say you mean would be, you know what I mean, the shit. You face him constantly. In the game, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I went D instead of the, and I don't know why. He is on the shit. Don't have anything for the shit. For the shit, but, <laughs> but um, yeah. So, but the whole thing about it was that I mean, anytime he took over somebody, obviously he took over somebody who was very, very strong to begin with. So it just made that it made that um battle even harder because he went ahead and turned up their bionic abilities basically to eleven. Mm. Um and um. Uh, so the physical appearance of the general, you know, I mean, the collector's general, is way different than what you would see from a standard collector because standard collectors kind of had that humanoid type shape, you know what I mean? You, you, they kind of look like husks. Mm -hmm. But um, but the, uh, the, the 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 collector general, you know what I mean? That, it was more um more of an insect, you know what I mean? You know I mean huge, large, like triangular type head, like you know I mean short body, multiple limbs to be able to control everything within the ship that he was on. 
And the biggest thing, I mean, with that was, I mean, right, be right before the end of, um, of Mass Effect 2, when, you I mean, when you go ahead, when you blow up the, you mean, the ship, you saw, you I mean, you heard the, heard the Harbinger talk, you mean, about, you I mean, you, you mean, you're not destroying us, this is the end, they're still coming, and then you see the uh, General Collector's um, eyes not glow anymore. And then, I mean, that's the only time you actually see, you mean, the General Collector as itself before it gets destroyed. But obviously, with what happens in the third game, you know that the Harbinger is still coming to Earth to go ahead and go ahead and lay a smackdown on them motherfuckers, or at least try to. <laughs> now, I did I like see, <laughs> I did see the Harbinger. Harbinger was in, was in like the sixties or seventies on on one list, I think, from like Ranker. I think I saw they had a hundred. Yeah, yeah, well, it, it had like a hundred twenty-two or some shit like that. But um, yeah, I mean that was about all I saw for the Harbinger for that particular list. But yeah, dude, like, man, the Harbinger was just I mean just one of those characters that just basically never died because you never really dealt with it. You know what I mean? Until I mean until like uh, three. So it was, dude. It was just a fantastic character. So that's my number two. Um, you know, you actually had me for a second there because that's not as soon as you said Mass Effect. That's not where I thought you were gonna go. Right? Elusive I thought, man. You, were gonna, I thought you were gonna go Elusive Man. Yeah. Yeah, but, so I was thinking. Actually, that was my, my original neither. was Harbinger, Elusive Man. But then, Elusive Man is only he's I'm, he's like the dude in the behind, like in the back pulling the strings. Well, nah, dude, he's he's an opportunist, dude. He's a capitalist. You know what I mean? He's, I mean, yeah. I mean, everything he's doing is I mean, is to go ahead and make money or figure out a way to make more money. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's I mean, that's all he ever does. I mean, all he ever does is think business. So that's why that's why like I mean, after I, after I did more research on Lucid Man, I'm like, there's no point. I mean, there's no point to put him in this list, even though he is on a bunch of villain lists. I did see him on a few, but um, Andy, what's your number two? So my number two is uh the only thing that the only thing that would probably shock people about this particular character being on my, or this particular villain being on my list is that it's not my number 1. It's probably the only thing that will shock people. But uh my number 2 is Ganon. There's no way that he wasn't going to make my list. I knew he was Absolutely be there. not from my favorite franchise of all time. Yeah. There's no way that he's not going to be there. And again, another one that we tackled, right? Yes, we did. Here's the villains. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um so in the games, uh, Ganon alternates between two forms. You have Ganon, who's a massive, demonic, boar-like creature, and then Ganondorf, a tall, heavily built member of the Gerudo, a race of humanoid desert nomads. Uh, Ganon is the arch enemy of the series' main protagonist, Link and Princess Zelda, and the leader of the Gerudo. He, uh, his specific motives vary from game to game, but you know, much like how you have Bowser and you have Mario, you know his. Specific motives very uh, are most involved capturing Princess Zelda and planning to conquer Hyrule and the world at large. So one of the neat things about and I don't know if you're gonna put this on yours or not, but one of the neat things about um, Ganon is that the Gerudo they don't have many males in you know in their no. uh, in their society. You know what I mean? It's you know, it's it's almost, straight chicks. It's almost predominantly female. So anytime you do have a male, they almost always become you know what I mean the leader. King, but, yeah. then, but then after Ganon went ahead and you mean went all psycho crazy stupid shit, you mean, you mean <laughs> they basically they basically stopped um <laughs> they basically stopped having males be the leaders and then they just be, just you mean just worked as a brute you mean to go ahead and just continue the race and then they would go ahead and just have women be the leaders you mean then they have their queens. No, you're right, absolutely, and I thank you for because that's a pretty. So I'm assuming you had Ganon when we did Heroes and Villains, huh? Oh yeah, Ga yeah, Ganon was mine. 
<laughs> okay, fair enough. So, like I said last, he, he his main motives are kid, uh, capturing Princess Zelda and planning to conquer Hyrule and the world at large. And to this end, he seeks the Triforce, an omnipotent artifact that grants any wish its bearer desires and usually manipulates several other villains to realize their ambitions. And in most games, he already possesses the Triforce of Power, which is a third of the Triforce that gives him godlike strength, boundless mystical power, and invulnerability to all but the most powerful sacred weapons, such as the Master Sword. And um, he, he's been obviously well-received by critics, becoming one of the most popular and recognized villains ever. Um, my favorite moments with him, I'm, I'm torn because he's so prevalent and so many of them games are so good. So I'm giving one of each. Um, when you play A Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo is when you see him as Ganon. And he's, like they said, like this. he looks like a big-ass pig. Like, this is basically what he looks like. He's this big-ass blue pig. But the battle is tough because the way they structure the game, you have the light world and the dark world. You're you're in the light world. You're collecting all these different, you know, like... I, I actually forget what they're called. They're like crystals or whatever. But once you do that, Ganon um, basically drags Princess Zelda into the dark world. And then all the palaces and the dungeons that you visited in the light world, you have to do again in the dark world, but everything's different. And the bosses are different. You collect things. And then everything you use, you bring to this final battle with Ganon, and it's not easy. It's not easy. You're in a, a very small room where the floor starts breaking around, and you have to be quick because you have to switch between weapons. You have to use, you know, a you have to use the the frost rod to freeze him, and then you have to go hit him a couple times, and then you have to shoot him with a light arrow. It's like there's a whole lot involved. His attacks are crazy, so that's probably my favorite battle with him. And then a battle that you have when he's Ganondorf which is a lot of fun in Ocarina of Time, which is my favorite of all of the Legend of Zelda games, and most people, to my knowledge, it's their favorite game. You have a battle with him towards the end after you have a... Um, after you get the light arrows, and it's almost kind of like a game... It's a game of tennis. He's floating in this platform in the middle of this big-ass room, and you're running around, and he shoots this ball at you, and you have to smack it back with your sword, and then he smacks it back at you, and you pretty much have to outlast him. Until it comes back and hits him and he misses. And then you got to jump over, you know, hit him a couple times and do that whole bit. But that's probably, you know, my favorite my favorite battle with him. Now, he's going to probably remain in history as one of the top villains ever. I mean, in 2010, Nintendo Power ranked him as the best villain in Nintendo history. In 2013, Games Radar ranked him as the best villain in overall game history of any game ever made. Hmm. They ranked him as number one. Um, and there's plenty of other lists that, you know, he's... He's almost always in, you know what I mean, top five. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's basically what, that's basically what I'm getting at. Um, one thing I will say, because we have to cover it, not everything can be great. In 2007, um, Andrew Gordon of Crack.com actually listed him in The Twilight Princess among the most disappointing video game end bosses, writing that we went into this battle expecting Darth Maul and what we got was C-3PO. <laughs> so, <laughs> there was a glitch there for Ganon and it was in 2007. Apparently, people did not like him, but then he pops up everywhere in lists of top 10 boss fights ever, uh, runners up to best villains ever, you know, top 10 video game characters that deserve their own games. So, he he's in a lot of these lists and and for good reason. Ooh, I never thought but, uh, about that. Having him as Ganondorf and then going ahead and actually run. I mean, having him work. That with, that work should actually Ganon and then ending as Calamity Ganon. 
that should actually end and sorry that should actually end up as a episode for us video game characters that deserve their own game that could be a cool there's so many characters okay. that we've seen in games that could that could have their own game or their own story so we got to come back to that i'm jotting that down now do it so that that's my number two and now we are getting down to the nitty-gritty the number ones that All i know right, anthony's gonna be so <laughs> exciting and super quick ready my number one Voss Montenegro. <laughs> did, did we did we did we hear about him already? Oh, we did. Oh yeah, we did. Okay, Wes, go ahead. What's yours? You're, no, but you had you had a moment that you had yeah, of his that ahead, I didn't man. get to talk about. That's no, not good. Oh, I thought we're he said just, he did. No, we're just gonna move on. All right then. Uh, my number one is somebody that Anthony already had as his number three, I believe. Yeah. And it is handsome. This is where Jack. that overlap. <laughs> yep. And this is handsome Jack from the Borderlands 2 game. Now, he is the former CEO of Hyperion Corporation and self-proclaimed dictator of Pandora. Uh, like Anthony was talking about, he trapped his daughter Angel, who's a technomancer type of siren. Um, she has the ability of controlling technology. Uh, and used her essentially as the main conduit for the Echonets. You mean that you mean they go all throughout Pandora and used her well, the plan was to use her as the key to unlock um, the warrior at the end of Borderlands 2. It ended up you end up using Lilith, but that's only because we got Angel out, and then he killed Roland, and then took and took Lilith. But um, that I don't even need to say spoiler alert for that game. The game's been out for fucking ages. So when it comes down to um, the fight, you mean, look, Anthony gave a really good um, bio of his life before he went ahead and became CEO of Hyperion. So I just want to just let that sit where it was. So I'm just going to I'm I'm just going to post that. But uh, I don't even have a good fight. Like like when you fight him before you fight the warrior, it's a good fight. I mean, it's not bad. But to me, not that hard though. See, well, see, but you I mean to me like I I look at the entire banter throughout the game. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I mean I mean everything. I mean everything he's talking about you. You know I mean vault thieves. Also, like I mean just, just just the way he talks about you. The way he talks about the characters, and then also like how he talks about his trusty steed butt stallion. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, <laughs> and I like, mean it's still pretty funny though if you think about it when he hires you to kill his fucking grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like all right, I need you vault hunter right now. You're like what? Yeah. What the fuck? There are just some moments in Borderlands that even in Borderlands you're like. Jesus, like, is there any anywhere they won't go? Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, like, really, this is what we're doing? You seriously sit there and go, well, that was weird, and this is Borderlands, and you're saying that was weird. <laughs> but, um, like, yo, when he kills Roland, you mean, that whole, everything that went on with mm. that, you mean, also, I mean, when he, I know Anthony's gonna, this is gonna hit Anthony's heart a little bit, you mean, when he, when he kidnaps Bloodwing? Mm. That hurts everybody, especially anyone that played as Mordecai, as Mordecai yeah. which yeah. I did, and he did. That, and I, yeah. Well, that's why I said Anthony. I forgot that you, I forgot. That, I, I thought you played more as um. I was Mordecai, and then I was Zero. Mm. You got to remember, uh, Andy didn't really play with us while we played because Trump, no, you guys played to, way well uh, before we me. Had, yeah, we had to talk him into playing a self shaded <laughs> style game. He's like, I don't, I don't like that kind of stuff, so I don't, I don't play it now. Uh, wow, handsome. Yeah, that, that's my rendition of you. Is that's that interesting. That's that was interesting. That's, uh, that's like I wish I sounded like. That. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't. I, I don't play it. <laughs> like that's. I wish that was me. Uh, All right. So uh, IGN had Handsome Jack ranked at number fifty in top one hundred villains of gaming. I consider that way too low. He needs to be. Look, obviously, I am as number one. I he to me, he needs to be top ten. And look, I understand like one of the one of the top villains in like all of gaming that I've seen on a bunch of different um, ranks 
that we I mean, that we aren't even talking about. You know what I mean? That I know we're going to see later. It, I mean, it's from uh, Final Fantasy, Sephiroth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, um... Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's just not our style of game, so... Nah, nah, you're good. You're good. But, um, yeah, dude, I... I'll I, let it be a surprise to you. All right. I, I consider Jack as way higher than number 50, but, um... Uh, little side note thing for Jack. He is voiced by a guy named Damon Clark, and uh, people will know him from the Dragon Ball Z games. He's Cell in the Dragon Ball Z mm -hmm. games, and then he's also Nathan mm -hmm. Spencer in the Marvel vs. Capcom series. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, Andy, give us your number one that is not Ganon. <laughs> I love how your face is super confused because you're probably like, I thought that would be your number one. I did. I honestly but, did. Um, this actually won't shock you, but it's it's going to be tough, and I'm going to be careful with how I go about this because there's a lot of different ways you can look at it. But my number one, unequivocally, is Abby Anderson from Last of Us Part Two. Mm. It is not even close. It is not even close. Like, the distance between her and everyone on, else on the list is just so far. But this is going to be... For people that have played the game, this is going to be a little bit touchy because what makes this game so great is kind of, you know, to harken back to what you were saying when you were talking about um, villains that you can understand why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. This is kind of like that because there's a couple different ways you can look at the game and depending on, you know, depending on what you would do or what your morals are and whatnot, you may see different villains throughout the game you may think that someone's a villain may actually not be a villain and maybe someone else is the villain so it's it's kind of open to interp interpretation and the people that have played the game will understand what i mean and that's the best thing i can say without giving certain things away because again one this game is still super new and with um you know for people that have the ps5 the fact that you have the original last of us remastered for free if you wanted to play that and then get the new one, that's you know still an option. So I don't want to give too much away, but there are just like all I can say, and I may have said this before, is that I have never been more angry and invested in a video game than I was playing this game at various points throughout the game. Never in my life did I have to remove myself from the room. And just like take a breath because I was so insanely angry. And again, that's just a testament to how great the writing is and, and you know, all the people involved. So kudos to them. But she, uh, for this reason, that's, I'm not going to give a whole lot of information on her because it'd be impossible to do so without spoiling some very large like plot points. Which I don't want to. Do. Again, you. people that have played, people that listen to us that have played the game will understand, because I still hold this game in such high regard that I say that like if if there's ever a game you need to play before you die, it's this one. When your only complaint about a game is that they may have dragged it on a little too long, which I will agree that it it does get to a point never where it's not fun, but where it's like we probably could have wrapped this up a little sooner. But yeah, that's what I heard. If from that's your people. if that's your only gripe is that it's a little too long. Some people may look at it as well. I'm just getting more for my money. So that, I mean, that's fine. There's two arguments there. But she is she is my number one, and obviously the best that I have as far as accolades here is that she literally just won um, at the 2020 Game Awards for best performance in the 2020 Game Awards, where Last of Us Part Two pretty much cleaned up just about every category it was up for. Yeah. 
um, and against very good competition. It's not like it was a weak. It's not like it was a you know weak nominees and they were the runaway favorite. There was a lot of bangers that they were in there with. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. And, uh, you had Hades. You had Miles Morales. Like I mean, you had a lot of like really very great very games. good games. And now having hands on experience with some of those other games and seeing how good they are, you know, even more so. But like I've. I have never felt in a game like I felt with this one, and she is at the the height of that for me. So that's that's my number one easy easiest pick I had the entire time. I literally had her picked before the rest of them, and I worked the rest of my list around that. I mean, look, I had my number one picked very quickly, you know, just because it made sense. And yeah, uh, me too, I knew. We, else we all fucking picked it. We all knew. <laughs> well, dude, but that sh- that also shows you how good. That also shows you how good Voss is and literally makes yeah, my no. point. Because remember, the first thing I said was he was my number four, but could easily be somebody's number one. And I and at that time, I didn't know he was your number one. Yeah, I no, had I a feeling he was on your list. But I, you know, once you didn't get to it by, you know, by four, I was like, maybe he's like three or two, but he could easily be number one. And there you go. All right. So, yeah, Scoop, man. why don't you go ahead and give your uh, run down your top five again, just by name. So, yep, so my top five, we had five, Sigma, four, Voss Montenegro, three, Albert Wesker, two, Gannon, and number one, Abby Anderson. All right, Anthony, who you got? Uh, five, I got Joseph Seed. Number four, Lucian Fairfax. Number three, Handsome Jack. Number two, General Shepard. And number one, Voss Montenegro. All right, and for myself, I had number five, his father from Fallout 4. Number, th- number four is Tyrant. Number three is the second sister. Number two is the harbinger slash collector general. And number one was Handsome Jack. So, yeah, that's what we have on our top fives, man. That's, yo, we got, definitely got, I mean, a little bit of crossover on these lists. But all in all, definitely a good list. I, I really liked what y'all picked. Yeah, it was, it, was a sol- it was a solid list. There was It just shows you that, like, the ones that you guys picked that I didn't have on my list could easily be in my Excuse me, in my top five. Yeah, your reaction. Like, there's <laughs> there's so many. It's so funny how that just shows you how great this past year or even these past couple years have been for video, video games. games. When you yeah. when you can forget a game like Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, when you can forget that that even existed for a minute, yeah. that's how you know games have been great. Because as soon as you said, as soon as you brought that up, I was like, oh, Jesus. Like, hey, how did how did that I slip? Got, I got another idea for show. Hmm. How about upcoming villains that we're excited to see? Yeah, I mean that could work. I'll jot it down. That could always work. That could always work. Because I know there's a, there, I know there's a couple in games that will be releasing that I'm really excited to see. Okay, so now we we gave you our top five, like Wes said, and we we decided to go on and see, you know, what some of the video game world thinks outside of us so you have places like ign games radar which is what we went with because games radar always has some pretty spot on lists, and that's what we went with so i think anthony's going to hit us up with the first third of that list yep uh so i'm gonna start number 30 uh it's dorman uh from shadow of colossus man it's been a long time since i played that game but that's yeah that's solid uh number 29 uh dracula from castlevania mm. og Absolutely, Andy, Andy. I think you'll like this. Number twenty-eight, Doctor Wiley from Mega Man. Yeah, he was. I mean, the he was the main the one original, we talked about and, with the heroes and villains. I mean, it was Doctor Wiley. Okay, yeah. so there you go. The, the, the original, the original antagonist before before Sigma was around. Yep. Uh, number twenty-seven is uh, Olivia Pierce from Doom. Never actually played it. Nah. Uh, Kerr- Kerrigan from Starcraft. We know Starcraft has a huge yep. following, yep. so that makes sense. 
Uh, Wes, you can correct me on this if I'm wrong, but it's uh, Dominus Gal from Destiny Two. Yes, is that is that correct? Did I say that right or did I say it wrong? If I said it wrong, I'm sorry. The G O U L. No, G H A U L. So I feel like the H is probably silent. Okay, yeah, no, 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 no. Gal was probably Dominus Gal. It's probably Dominus Gal. But either way, close enough. Do you remember? Do you remember this person, Wes? It's been a long time since I played the campaign. Fair enough, but it doesn't surprise me that something from Destiny would be up there. True. Um, number 24, Bloody Mary from The Wolf Among Us. Uh, that was part of the Telltale, yeah. Telltale series. Yeah, yeah, I heard, yeah, that I heard, a, lot of, Telltale I heard a lot of good things. Stuff. Really good. Really, really good, good series. Uh, here you go. The Elusive Man, Mass Effect 3. There you go. That, uh, by the way, that was number 23. Um, where am I stopping, by the way? Because I'm just going to 21. 21. 21. Okay. Uh, number 22, Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat. Great choice. Absolutely. And I have no idea who this is, but it's Captain LeChuck from The Secret of Monkey Island. I hear a lot about those games, but I've never I've played I've never one. heard about that game. But seeing yeah. as how a villain makes it, it, it at 21, I mean, yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Wes, do you want me to take the next, or do no, you want to go? I got, I got from 20 to 11. Okay. So, uh, number 20 is Kane from Command & Conquer. Uh, when's, when's the last time y'all played one of those games? Never. I don't even know. Really? Yeah, I've never played a Command & Conquer game. Oh, this one you're going to know, Andy. Uh, Alma. What's that? From Fear. Oh, that little crazy psychic red bitch. It, yeah. Yeah, so uh, let's see here. That I, makes sense. My man, Handsome Jack, is number 18 from Borderlands. Still not in the top 10. I know. It pisses me no, but it's higher than you saw in the it other one. It's definitely higher. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. no it's, I mean, it's higher than the IGN one, so I'm fine with that. Uh, this one's for, you know, I mean, our friends like uh, Shelby and everybody. Uh, Arthas from World of Warcraft is, um, that was number 17. Uh, here we go. Here's a Final Fantasy one from Final Fantasy VI. You have Kefka. Kefka, yeah. Uh, number 15 is from Metal Gear Solid. You have Revolver Ocelot. You could pick a lot of people from Metal Gear Solid. That's a that's a solid game for villains. Uh, this game, I I watched my boy Adrian play this from uh, Unknown Games Podcast. Dude, he played this game for like two months. The game's called Undertale. Really weird game, but a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and the the villain is flowery, or flowy. Hmm. Ah, here's one that a lot of people are going to know from Street Fighter Five. Yeah. M. Bison, number thirteen. Was Street Fighter Five and was that the one that I watched you play, like ad nauseum? Did you play that one? I watched you play a fighting game like a motherfucker for like a long time. I don't know, but M. Bison has been a staple throughout the entire Street Fighter series. That is so true. Not just oh, Street since the, since 5. the beginning, yeah. Yeah. Ah, here's one that has one of my favorite voice actors of all time, Mark Harmon. Hands down, yes. Yes, uh, Batman Arkham Knight, it is the Joker. And I love the fact that they brought Mark Harmon back for that role. That was one of the best things. Ooh, I'm actually really surprised to see this one. Uh, did, you say Mark Har- did you just say Mark Harmon? Mark Hamill, sorry. Boy, oh boy, the fact that I had to correct you on a voice actor bro, like Mark Hamill. I ain't thinking right, come on. <laughs> All right, so uh, number 11 is actually something I wasn't expecting. I figured this would be in top five. Uh, Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, I mean, that's an argument that a lot of people could make because, I mean, that's one of the most popular games of all time and one of the most popular franchises of all time, and that's the big bad dude. Yeah. So, makes sense. All right, well, I'll take 10 to 1 then. And uh, starting off with number 10, this is Shodan or Shodan from System Shock 2, which I have never played. Yeah, um, yeah. But appa- but apparently it's 
in AI, which is you know long before they had Glados and Portal, you had Shodan. So apparently, this is some some big shit. Glados almost made my um, list. Yeah, really. I love Portal um, too, dude. Game is so much fun. Well, right after I'm done this list, we'll real quick give an honorable mention if you have one um, that didn't make our list. But number nine, Doctor Robotnik. Yeah. No surprise there. No surprise that he's in the top ten. Who uh, Jim Carrey did like much justice in uh in the movie in that movie if you guys haven't seen it yet. uh number eight pyramid head silent hill 2 one of the creepiest villains ever yes yeah by far terrifying number seven Voss Voss montenegro there you go uh, like top 10 yep uh number six from bioshock andrew ryan never uh why do i not remember i andrew? started playing the first bioshock game I, I, I didn't get that far into it though um number five albert wesker there you go we yeah. just talked about number four now this is interesting um it says number four ganon but then in parentheses it says legend of zelda breath of the wild which is calamity so i guess they're ganon. just going that's calamity ganon. yeah that's you mean, that, you mean that's not regular yeah. ganon okay fair enough um number three is a character i've heard a lot about from a game that i would love yes. to play apparently this bitch is nuts She's and that's psycho. uh frau engel from mm-hmm. wolfenstein 2 um Every time I hear that name, I just think of freaking Austin Powers. <laughs> Frau Farpissena. That's all I think of. Um, number, No surprise here. Uh, number two from Super Mario Brothers, Bowser. I love the suit they that got him in. Su- that shouldn't surprise anybody. What the hell is number one then? Oh, wow. Okay, number one, GLaDOS. Oh, Portal. shit. That's crazy. I That I honestly did not expect. I've never played Portal, so I don't have... I never played know, the first one, but there. Portal 2, I spent... I easily spent like almost sixty hours playing. That game was um, so much fun. I dude, I enjoy games that have real life physics. You know what I mean? Like so, you mean and that that's it. it it's a puzzle solving game that has you mean real real life physics adapted to it. So it's actually a really fun game. Um, but yeah. So like we said, real quick, just going back, is there anybody that you wanted to put on your list that that just didn't make it, but that you would want to mention? You you did bring up Glados. Yeah. Um, do you said almost made your list? Was there anybody else for either of you? Um, I really can't think of anybody. I mean, I, I mean, I, nah, I had a few that I had in the list, but I can't remember who they were because I deleted them out. You mean when I was writing it down before I finalized mine? Um, there's one that was about to be super high on my list and I've talked about it briefly, 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 wow. talked about it briefly before and that is Psychomantis from Metal Gear Solid. Mm, okay. Not only was Psychomantis creepy as fuck, but also super memorable because that, to my knowledge, was the first time that a character in a video game ever broke the fourth wall, like in a video game. <laughs> so I don't know if you ever played this, but it like, and a lot of people had actually done this. They're like, uh, you end up talking to Psychomantis, and I don't even understand how they do it, especially at the time. But he starts talking to you, and like you're playing Metal Gear Solid, and he starts telling you to like turn off your system, and then he actually reads your memory card. Like your specific memory card would say things like, would say things like, Oh, I see you like to play a lot of Castlevania, don't you? And it's like, What the fuck? Like, what is happening? And when you're like a lot younger, Going through that, and you're like, what the hell is happening right now? What is happening? Like, he literally reads your memory card. It's creepy. But, and that's it's obviously hilarious. a super memorable moment. But if there's anyone that was going to make my list, it was going to be, you know, 
what you know it is whatever like he's got moments like that telling you to put your controller on the floor sit your controller on the floor your dual shot controller i'll move it with my mind like what the fuck what is happening right now what is happening but um yeah that's an honorable mention but yeah so that's the top 30 on games radar we had a lot of crossover from what we picked yeah so uh let's get in the news Does it then leans back? Meanwhile, half the time you're fading into your background, so. Where even are you? I'm in my bedroom. That's his No, office. I mean, where are you? An office in office in, in like Google Corp or some shit like that. I don't know <laughs> yeah, what whatever it is. it is. Oh, you work for Google now. Hold on. You know what? I'll just I'll put myself in a snowy wonderland. <laughs> that looks like that looks like every piece of Ukrainian art that was at my grandmother's house. <laughs> Or I just blur it like nah, I don't For those who can't see what we see, we are doing this again from our own homes, social distance style, and Anthony is changing the backgrounds on his camera. And I officially work in an office building. That yeah. looks like a name we won't mention for copyright issues. Just <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's start this news off. All right, so one of the first things I have is actually a lawsuit that is going to be going out to uh, Nintendo. It is a class action lawsuit that has to do with the um, Joy-Con drift issues. And um, you are, and uh, the lawsuit's gonna be coming from the U.S., Canada, and also across Europe. So, when you I mean like, dude, this has been a huge issue over the last three years. You know what I mean? Like, cause essentially what happens is that you I mean when you're playing a game to where you kind of have your controller straight. I mean, obviously these controllers you can slide back, you can you can rotate and do all this type of different type of stuff to them. And um, when you uh, if you stay like like when it drifts, like it, it just keeps on like leaning or it's kind of staying to one side. Mm-hmm. So, question. Um, the PlayStation 5 actually had an issue with that when it first released. I don't know if anybody remembers seeing or hearing about that. Now, with the uh, Joy-Cons for Nintendo, do they have updatable software? So, what you would have to do is that if you had a Joy-Con drift issue, you could go to the store and then go ahead and they, you know, they just give you a new set. Okay. So, like I know with like the PlayStation 5, there was a software update that corrected the issue. Yeah, I don't believe there's so, a software update for Nintendo itself. You know, you okay, mean, so and that that could be the thing, unless unless it's like a thing with like maybe the Pro controllers. I, I don't I don't know because I don't have one of them. Um, I don't know. Lawsuits for silly things like this go kind of bother me. I mean, look, like, that's just my opinion. That's me personally. Like, if it drifts, it drifts. Get the fuck over. Keep playing your game and have a good time. I mean, look. I mean, I mean, look. We we all know about. You mean playing a game and you mean you you're not touching the controller at all, and then you kind of start like. You know what I mean? Your, your camera just starts kind of tilting one way or the other, or you just start like. Oh, I've had I've had it happen yeah. many a time. I, I feel yeah, I feel like maybe a lawsuit's a little extreme. Like on one hand, like I want what I pay for. Like you promised Absolutely. this, I paid money on this. Give me what yeah, I pay for. And I think maybe dollar fucking system. You know what I mean? You, you, you want the shit to go ahead and be right. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I don't know about a lawsuit. Maybe just like something to be able to just get your money back and or or just like a swap get a new program. One. Yeah, something like that. Is, there's no, there's no need if for they can do that. But and so, lawsuits are not so when it comes down to the U.S., the uh, the class action suits are in Illinois, California, and there are two in Washington. In Europe, you are talking about a French consumer organization. I mean, leading this lawsuit, and they, I mean, it's coming from Netherlands, Belgium, France, Greece, Norway, Italy, Portugal, and Slovenia. And wow. uh, yeah, and. Uh, this is a big thing. Uh, yo, this is this has been a huge problem, dude. Like it really has. 
like when when these first came out like dude it was like off the jump there was a fucking joy con drift issue and then like i said you know I mean they they were like okay fine just go ahead you know I mean, go and get new ones you know what I mean, and we won't charge you for them and then you know I mean, a lot of people did that but other people just i guess got all booty holes i don't know that's exactly what happened <laughs> Did you say everybody got booty hole? Booty hole, man. He's got fucking all butt hurt and shit. <laughs> that's that's what happened. I got you. <laughs> so my next story is one that uh, we talked a little bit about before we cut the mics on. Um, wow, this makes me so angry. Well, it did until I found out what happened. Yes. So initially, Microsoft decided that they were going to up the price on on their um, Xbox Live uh, pricing Fuck for you! gold. Fuck <laughs> you! Essentially, they doubled the price for everything. So for one year, you're going ahead and paying like 120 bucks. They yeah, got, they got absolutely fucking roasted online. Oh yeah, it was fucking fantastic. rightfully so. Dude, Twitter and everything was blowing up, saying, "Oh my much, god, fuck yo. you, Microsoft." Because yo, like yo, a, a bunch of people are like, I mean, just like hardcore, avid um, Microsoft and Xbox players, and they were like, "You just fucked up." Like years of us telling people how great these systems are. Yeah. You just absolutely well, just absolutely dude, everything is going down the fucking toilet now because you want to go ahead and do this stupid shit. And it wasn't just people though, it was also like video game companies. Like I've yeah. read it, there was one on there from Call of Duty. The, the Call of Duty guys. I was like it, it literally it broke it down. It's like PC uh, playing playing Warzone, PC free, PlayStation for uh, PlayStation free, uh, uh, Xbox or Microsoft. $120 a year. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Like, come on. So, um, so they, they, they retracted, you know, from going ahead and doing this. And this was, this was their statement that they made. They said, we messed up today, and you were right to let us know. No shit. <laughs> no shit. That shouldn't have been a fucking... That sh so, this is one of those things that should have been like, why don't we think about this and think... We've, we've brought this up many times before that you... Even as a big company like Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, you need to think about the people that play and purchase your item. Look, and when you see something that says, "Hey, we're gonna inc we're gonna double our yearly fee," that doesn't say that I'm thinking about my consumers. It says I'm thinking about my my wallet. What they did was that they had a conversation in the boardroom. They didn't have a conversation, you know what I mean, on the street with people. They had a conversation in the boardroom, and the boardroom is yeah. where this is, is where this deal was made, and that's where they went wrong. So to go, and my thing yeah. is, is Microsoft seems like the type of company that they would hit the streets first and ask their ask consumers. You know what I mean? They seem like that 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 kind of company that might get out there with their consumers and say, "Hey, just we're gonna do a poll really quick. What do you think?" Yeah, you know what I mean. And it seems like, like you said, it was it was a boardroom decision that was just not a good one. Yeah, and you know why they went to the boardroom and didn't go to the street? It's easy to not go to the street when you know what your answer on the street's gonna be. <laughs> right, and that but that's who's gonna go to the street and be like. So are you cool if we like double this thing that's already more expensive than all of our contemporaries? Like, are you cool with that? Like, you cool if we double this thing? No. Also, you see on the news, Microsoft uh, execs so, get their shit beat out of them. Yeah, they, tr they tried to they they tried to get slick. They just took it to the boardroom, said, eh, "We'll just do this and see what happens." At least good on them. They were as dumb as they were in the beginning to try. You know that. they were they ready smart for enough it. to you, just nip it in the bud. You, you know they were ready to go ahead and retract it. But um, you know, to continue their uh, statement, they said connecting and playing with friends is a vital part of gaming, and we fail to meet the expectation of players who count on it every day. As a result, we have decided not to change the Xbox Live Gold pricing. 
we're turn we're turning this moment into an opportunity to bring Xbox Live in line with how we see the players at the center of the experience. Oh, with, with how we with how we see the players at the center of their experience. Free to play games will truly be free, and you will no longer need an Xbox Live Gold membership to play those games on Xbox. We are working hard to deliver these change deliver this change as soon as possible in the coming months. I like how they tried to get gangster and raise the price, and now they just cost themselves more money because now to make up for it, they're giving you free games you wouldn't normally have been able to get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My biggest issue, though, with this entire thing is the fact that they did it during the whole COVID thing. Yeah, it's just wrong. Like that's yeah. my biggest fucking issue with this. So I many don't people care are about the right increase now. in price. With no, exactly, with no I, fucking I get money. And I understand the increase in price, and, and I get it. You're trying to make a little more, a little bit more money to probably pad the deal that you made with fucking Bethesda or not. I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. I'm, you know, I'm not a board <laughs> member. But the thing is, at the end of the day, when you're doing this through what's considered a pandemic. You don't you don't do that you think about the people and it, like andy said they had to literally it's costing them more money now just for the fact that they fucked up so bad yeah. so it's just it's in you know it like i said it would have been dumb at any point in time but right now with how financially some people are struggling it's just it, inc it comes off incredibly tone deaf yes yeah. like that is not the time to raise your price let alone double it that's not but like i said where i will give them it's like giving someone credit for fixing a problem that they caused. So, like, I'm giving you a little bit of credit, even though it's your fault. But, you know, they could have just been, like, tough deal with it. Because they know people, a lot of people would still do it. Yeah. Now, here's the so thing. They could have been, like, tough. That's what we want to do. They're, they are going to, I mean, they're really saying sorry. Because, you know, this had to been, I mean, this had to been in the works for a while. So, so I think in order to go ahead and say sorry, they, like, I, I just saw what they're putting out for uh, February for free games. Bangers, the dude, the the first one you're going to see is absolute, an absolute fucking banger. Like so. Well, since we'll have it for an episode, you can tell us when we cut the yeah, mic. Yeah, tomorrow. Off. Well, not sorry, not tomorrow. Uh, next 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 week, next week's episode yep. is going to be our free and new. So um, sweet. But yes, yeah, so Andy, you have a little bit of information about I a, well, I, I got event. a couple things. This is awkward because I have no news today. I, I got a couple things. Well, I did want to talk about this because, granted, it's, you know, we did it for Monster Hunter World. It is after a video game, so we should talk about Uncharted. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, it got delayed to Uncharted, 2022. A, a long, yeah, a long time. It was supposed to come out in the summer, and it's getting delayed all the way to February 11th of 2022. So that kind of sucks, but, you know, we're interested. So we had to talk about it. But, yeah, as you said, I do have information on uh, there was a stream that came on was it yesterday or two days Thursday. ago? Thursday, January twenty first. Yep. Whenever the hell Thursday. That was. I will two never forget ago. that. Two day. days ago, it was uh, <laughs> the day of living infamy. Um, <laughs> um, so Resident Evil had their showcase because up until then we really didn't have much to go on for Resident Evil Village, Resident also Resident Evil Eight, um, and they brought. You know, they brought the fire. It was a really cool showcase. They finally showed some gameplay, talked a little bit more about the story. What's up, Wes? Um, we talked about that before, about how with all these all these other showcases that have happened over the last, like, eight months, that we've gotten nothing. Like, literally yeah. nothing from Resident Evil. And, I, and you, you in particular, were starting to get fairly irritated at, at not having any new news at all. So, yeah. I mean, so this showcase, I mean, really... This is really probably something you really wanted to say. 
Absolutely. I absolutely wanted to see it because, yeah, I had I had nothing. And while I was hopeful because I'm like, okay, maybe this just means that they've got their nose to the grindstone and they're, you know, working super hard and then will, you know, get me something. But it was, you know, it was getting nerve wracking because they were they're such a big part of Capcom and of, you know, PlayStation and all that stuff that it drove me nuts that there was nothing. But they showed a lot here. So to start with the Resident Evil 8 Village um, stuff that they showed. They did show some gameplay, a little bit more of the story, and uh, utilizing the RE engine, just like they did for Resident Evil 7, the game looks fantastic. It looks great. It looks hyper-realistic, which is phenomenal. Uh, they showed you a little bit more of some of the characters, like that giant-ass freaking vampire lady that we talked about on the last episode, people and she—I thought it was just a cat. I thought it was just a camera angle the last time, but are, no, it, she's just big as people shit. People are quite enamored with her, actually. People, you, you yeah, because I mean, like, she definitely has, I mean, very, very good-looking features. You know what I mean? Obviously, besides being a vampire, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, just that, just that very busty-looking, like Amazon tall type of woman. Well, remember, people forget that when you talk about, like, the, you know, a lot of the old lore of vampires, they're not all these ugly, blood-sucking demons that look all undead. They're, like, meant to look beautiful and stuff like that to draw you in. Yeah. Yeah. And they, yeah, they look good. So, <laughs> but, um, it's, it seems quite diabolical. You once again play as Ethan Winters, who you play as. Um, in Resident Evil 7, they did not dive any further into Chris Redfield's involvement, like you saw, like how I said I need to see more. Yeah, but that was a weird. That was what a weird scene with him? They didn't. They didn't touch on any of that at all. Okay. Not one bit. So that's something I guess that they just want to leave for you to figure out. But um, you end up in this village. One point that's kind of cool in West. This will be a throwback for you because, to my knowledge before you did this run with Freaky Friday with the remaster of Resident Evil 2, I believe Resident Evil 4 was the last one that you played. That was the first Resident Evil game I completed, on On, yeah. on, 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 uh, on GameCube. Yes, throwback. So, Love a throwback that to that. Do you remember, because it was the only game, to my knowledge, that they did that for, do you remember the merchant that yes. they had in Resident Evil yes. 4? To buy, they brought that back. Yeah, dude fucking like for opened this up his game. fucking... Uh, yeah. 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 Um, they brought that back. It's not the same guy in this game. He's much creepier. He's huge. He looks like he's about 500 pounds. He's called the Duke. Um, and but it but it works the same way. You buy ammo. You buy guns. Sell guns. Upgrade your stuff. Real quick, just Go talking ahead. on Resident Evil 4. There actually is a remake in the works for Phenomenal. Resident Evil 4. So I mean, obviously that one dealt with Leon um, again. So I'm actually very curious on how that's going to end up being, but just that was a complete side note. Just because you mentioned Resident Evil 4, good. Yeah, but I thought that was cool because that was a, that was something that a lot of people loved from from that fourth game, being able to buy guns, sell guns, upgrade you know upgrade your stuff. Yeah. It felt like you were actually, you know, some people liked it, some people didn't because they felt like once things got a little too powerful, maybe it made the game a little too easy. I don't know. I I, I enjoyed it because you had the option. You didn't have to do it if you didn't want to. True. But uh, I, f I found it cool. But they, they did show a lot more of the game. They showed some combat, which what's new about these games, or newer, is now blocking is now a focal point of things. It's not just it's not just shooting and dodging attacks. There's now a block button to be able to put up your hands and take reduced damage, which is something new. And this is still first person. Right? Um, they've stuck with the first person. Okay. Kept it, which kept is that a, from which is a, which is a, which is a brilliant idea. Um, 
before I get into a little more, the one thing that I was surprised at, and I told you about this right afterwards, that I was disappointed that nobody discussed anything VR related. Yeah. Because that was such a big part of Seven, and it went over so well. And knowing the fact that you can use your PSVR from the four with the five, it shocked me that they didn't say anything one way or another. They gave no info. They didn't shut it down. They didn't say, yes, we're doing it. So that was disappointing because that's how I would love to play that game. I'm going to play it either way, but I would love to play it that way. And the first person style just really lends itself to that. Yeah. Um, but the gameplay looked great. They also introduced that there is a beta for the game called Maiden that doesn't involve any combat or blocking or anything like that, but it's, it's very much like an escape the castle type of thing where you play as this character called the maiden and you have to escape this big ass castle and avoid different enemies and stuff like that that beta is open to anyone with a ps5 now okay. that's the only that's the only place you can get it now but they did say that they will be releasing things in the future for the other systems so that is only for playstation 5 you can download that for free immediately oh, like as soon as you hear this um, and for their, I believe their, I believe it's the 25th anniversary of Resident Evil. This is something that made, made me quite excited and I thought could be a lot of fun. They're coming out with a new game called, uh, RE, Resident Evil Verse. So RE-verse. It is a, uh. Um, or Reverse? Huh? I don't know. That, well, they, the way they said it, they said RE-verse. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, you could look at it as Reverse. Um, it's a fight to the death that all Resident Evil fans can enjoy. In Resident Evil Reverse... You can test your skills against other players in four to six person deathmatch battles. Play as beloved characters from the Resident Evil series and turn the tides of battle with powerful bioweapons. Take part in five minute deathmatches where the player with the most points wins. Use the weapons and items you find to take down even more powerful enemies. And um, turn the tides with bioweapons revenge. When your character is taken out, their body transforms into a powerful bioweapon which can be used against other players. Pick up multiple virus capsules to transform into into even stronger bioweapons. Getting revenge with a bioweapon is also a great chance for more points. And when I saw this, they they opened the Rolodex of characters. I saw Ada and Chris and Jill and Leon and... Cool. Uh, who else? Um, the the family, uh, some people from the family that you, that you go against in Resident Evil 7. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and the way it looked, the style... You'd have to look it up. It it looks a little cell shit. Like I got a Borderlandsy vibe from it. <laughs> it didn't look like it had your typical Resident Evil graphics. But I saw a motherfucker stomping around in there as the nemesis. Like, it, and it, it looked like it's something that would be a lot of fun. One of you could be so, Mr. but X. that's. Uh, I did see Mr. X as well. Nice. I saw Mr. X as well, and they did say that um, there. I believe they said there'd be a trailer in. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, a beta for the actual game in the future. I think they may have said, but even if they didn't say that for sure, the game drops May seventh, 2021. All right, is when you can get your hands on the game. Pre-orders have already started. Um, but yeah, May seventh, 2021. I'm excited. Damn. Well, there you go. That is what we have in news. So. We're going to tell y'all about some chill. And then some very exciting news from me. So let's go ahead and tell everybody what we are playing. Who going first? Am I going first? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So I finally got some new stuff because I got a PlayStation 5 now. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's dope, bro. So, yeah, so I was playing Chell the other day, and, um, no, I'm just kidding. So, yeah, we did play Chell. I'll let you talk about that. But, um, I've been b -b 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 balls deep 
in Spider-Man Miles Morales and having a shite ton of fun. A shite ton. Um, I got a question for you. Go ahead. How much of the actual campaign have you done? <laughs> One mission. <laughs> <laughs> of like the actual like story parts. Yeah. I've done the... Fr I've d Again, like I do with every other game, as soon as the open world aspect of it becomes available and you can go where you want do what you want that's the last i do of the main stuff until i do everything else so there's like there's uh like crimes that you can go and handle and then there's also like these other activities that you can do mm -hmm. i've done all of those there's different um training challenges that get left behind for you i don't want to spoil too much because again the game's still pretty new there's um challenges that get left behind for you like stealth challenges traversal challenges combat challenges I've done all of them. I've just swung around the city for a long stretch of time, just flipping around and doing a bunch of shit, trying to find the highest point in the game and jumping off it and doing all sorts of Love stuff. Love that stuff. Um, uh, the com the combat's fun. It's uh, there. It's a lot. Like it hits you with a lot right away. And I haven't played. I legit have not played a Spider-Man game since PlayStation Two. I think was where when the first Spider-Man game came out. Shit. And that's the last time that I played one. So it's funny because when I was playing it, Alex came in and she was like, how, like, how do you remember all of this? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But it has been a lot of fun being able to see this game because I, I went over to Anthony's to play it and it looked fantastic. And then I found out that he wasn't even utilizing the 4K HDR because the TV that he had it on didn't even yeah. offer any of that. And I was like, holy shit. And this looks phenomenal. So now having it on my TV, which has all that, I'm like, holy shit, it does look even better. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. The loading times, that whole non-existent shit, they weren't kidding. They weren't kidding. You click your game, you click continue, you hit the X button, one, two, boom, you're there. It's ridiculous. Yeah, load times on, on these new systems is phenomenal. Yeah, in addition to that, I've been playing a little bit of, I also downloaded NBA 2K21. For the system, I started my career in that. I actually, Anthony was over last weekend. We played a game together as the Sixers. We player locked and spanked that, spanked that booty by like 30. Um, yeah, that, was, that was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, still trying to coax him into downloading himself. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I, did, I did my face scan. My guy actually looks just like me. Which is cool. Oh, this is the first time I didn't. I, this is the first time I didn't end up with sixteen mutants before I got to like <laughs> me. Like I had all my like my ears were there, my chin was there, my nose, my eyes were where they were supposed to be. So like everything looks good. Um, they still have yet to figure out and take this how you want it. It is what it is. In 2015, they gave you multiple voices to choose from because mm -hmm. they realized that multiple different types of people play this game. You got white people, you got Asian people, you got black people, you got a bunch... Like, now, you legit only have, like, an African-American voice, which looks... Which sounds very, very funny on a five-foot-seven <laughs> white boy. A five-foot-seven little Jewish white boy. There, and people have a problem with this, because in 2015, they had voices to choose from for that reason, because that... Like, it, the game's great and whatnot, and you have a lot of fun playing, but it breaks the immersion a little bit when it's just like, why is that voice coming out of me? Like, someone po someone posted on, on Reddit, they were like, is there any way that I can change my voice? Because hearing this husky voice come out of my little Asian self just doesn't sound right. <laughs> and so, and someone else just said, just play the game on mute, that's what I do. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, it's uh, 
because it's 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 just weird. So I hope that they go back to creating multiple different voices for the different people to play. It's not a deal breaker. It's still a, a super fun game, and it plays great. And again, load times there are non-existent. Everything's super smooth. The DualSense controller with that was outrageous. I thought my shit was broken when I first played it because the triggers, the adaptive triggers, the more tired you are, it's harder to pull the trigger down to run yep. down the court. At one point, like it was, I literally almost couldn't pull it and my guy wouldn't move. And I'm like, what is happening? And then I was like, oh, this is video. This is gaming in 2021. Like this is just what this is now. <laughs> but um, seeing with that, and that's why I can't wait for you to experience it, Wes, because Anthony said the same thing to me. He was the first one to get his hands on it where we talked about how much hope we had for that controller and how it was exceeding people's expectations. Yeah. And then Ant said, yeah, it does. It exceeded mine. And now that I got my hands on one and I go, holy shit, it exceeded mine too. It's uh, There's no ends to what they can do with that thing. Nice. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. What you got? Ant. Uh, Nothing. Just chilling? I've been All right, Wes. I've been playing. Yeah, no, I've just been playing child at the end of the every couple nights. That's it. Yeah. We're in playoffs and we're fucking losing. <laughs> Yeah. Just put it put it Yeah, blood. we're not playing that great. But uh <clears throat> yeah, so uh running through my normal thing, I mean doing Destiny on Mondays. Um I went ahead and had I mean I had some stuff done. So I mean I had some time off, so I've been I've been throwing down a little bit more with the boys on Chell. And uh some awesome thing happened. Uh I am now officially a Twitch affiliate. Brother. It's been a long Hell journey, yeah. but you got there, my man. Yeah, dude, we finally hit it. So, um, so I was, <laughs> I was texting Andy earlier. I'm like, all right, man, which one of y'all is next? <laughs> I mean, I'm good, but I'd like to get mine to affiliate before Little Man arrives. That's it. Because I know I got to put it. Because I know you got to put in a little bit more work to get there, and then once you're there, you can. Well, once you're there, you're straight. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, That's I'm not I mean. gonna lose affiliate. I mean, like, I, I want to hit partner. It, I said it before. Do your partner is a daunting fucking task because you need to average a hundred a hundred viewers. You know what I mean? Like people get there. Oh, people absolutely do. But once again, I've said, do people like me? They look like me. That's the question. <laughs> this is first for everything, right? But um, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm down to give it a whirl. Right. I'm, I'm not gonna do it in the middle of Spider Man. So I'm gonna make sure that whatever the next game that I get. Is something that would be fun to stream, and I'll probably stream the hell out of that. I think, see, I think that's what I did. I think I started streaming in the middle of Fallen Order, and then I just went through the rest of it, and then, and then that's when we started doing the Freaky Friday thing. So then we started running Resident Evil. Yeah. But um, yeah, dude, we just gotta find, I mean, the right uh, niche for you to go ahead and hit, and then just hit the ground running. Hell yeah. But um, yeah, honestly, there, I literally have nothing else. I mean, we've been chilling, and um, over the last. Like fucking ten games that I played in Chell, I've had one goal. You know what I mean? It was a banger of it. It was a snipe, but I mean that's the, <laughs> that's the best I've had. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna forget that goal from last night for a long time. That one, that one in our last game when you were just like, Andy, dude, <laughs> ew, <laughs> why? <laughs> I bro, we played this team as soon as you got off, Ant, and I was like, okay, this dude keeps trying to hit me. So I told both of them, I was like. Watch what happens now that I know he wants to hit me. I took the puck and I did that 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 backhand chip deke where yeah. I put the puck on one side and I jumped around the other side and then I hit the brakes, toe dragged the one guy and fed Matt and he just put one in the tippy top corner. And Wes is like, he doesn't really get excited. He's just, Andy, dude, ew, why? That was <laughs> that was the excitement. Yeah, yeah, the excitement was the disgust. That's what yeah, I mean, that's what it was. 
But um, yeah, I mean, uh, look, what are we playing has kind of, I mean, been the normal deal. You know, I mean, we've been we've been playing chill. You know, what I mean, Andy's the one that probably has more stuff that's kind of on the, on the up and up. You know, I mean, with playing Miles Morales. So um, yeah, we're we're trying to we're trying to coax West somewhere so he can finally give his Xbox opinion on what playing the PS5 is like. We'll get there. Yeah. How the how the other how the how the other half lives. <laughs> But um yeah man so that's all we got today. Uh Ant, you want to take us out? Oh, of course I do. It's time to connect with CGC. You can check us out on our Twitter which is at console crew. You can check us out on our website which is www.consolegamingcrew.com. It's also attached to our Gmail which is consolegamingcrew@gmail.com. We also have a link finally up on our website uh, that goes to our merch. Right boys? Yeah boy. Um, like a thing now? No. Well, we will. We will by the time this comes out. So okay, yeah, I, I guess that, we. I guess we can okay. say yes. So I didn't put it up do yet. You have a link attached to our website. My merch came, my our merch. came today, and we got everything from mugs to shirts to sweatshirts to masks to fucking you name it. Mask up we the right it. way, people. Go. Mask up CGC style. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have our YouTube channel, which is Console Gaming Crew. Uh, we also have our Instagram, which is console gaming crew as well. And we have our not Facebook, which is console gaming crew. <laughs> we finally got our affiliate sir named Wesley. Uh, his Twitch stream is dragon underscore CGC. You have Andy, which is Scooby CGC. And you have myself, which is CGC underscore squishy soprano. And that's, uh, that's everywhere where you can find us and link up our, with us as well. Our Facebook is officially on life support. <laughs> it's it is ju- and that and that breathing's getting shallow, my man. Bro, that bitch is on DNR. So it don't matter. <laughs> Got a DNR on our Facebook. If it goes, it goes. Just let oh, it rest peacefully. Man. That's it. All right. Don't bring well, back bad memories. Thank y'all for jumping in. Thank everybody for listening. Um, as always, stay safe. Wash your hands. Mask up. And game on. Game on. Game on.